0: what's good y'all my name is dylan green and this is real notes a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film i'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how if at all film inspires their craft my guest this week is florida born rapper producer singer songwriter and content creator toby we spoke about netflix anime cowboy bebop the filmography of andy sandberg cancel culture mainstream rap's renewed interest in the pop punk aesthetic genre blending his varied musical background his work for buzzfeed and the creative process behind his latest album L'Esprit. come fuck with us i talked about shit yeah but you know banter is cool i like banter <laughs>
1: it doesn't banter. it makes the world go round
0: always but yeah but, but before we get started like how's your day been so far how's 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 everything you're drinking you're drinking water out of a mason jar right now that's pretty Butter.
1: cool you you just caught me doing some embarrassing shit i was eating um i was eating baby food because <laughs> i woke up like 30 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> okay and the story of why i even have baby food is really funny i was just like at ralph's and like they have like they have like a section of ralph's where like shit is like price slashed and i thought it was just like uh like i thought it was literally just fruit puree because there's baby food and then there's few fruit puree right 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 word this fruit puree is dummy cheap let me just cop it throw it in the fridge i'll just you know, eat it when I don't have time to make breakfast or whatever. That day came today, and I look at it, and it says like, "This is whole ass baby food, nigga." Just so you know, and I was like, "Well." <laughs> so, what kind of baby food was it? It was, it was delicious. I'm not gonna lie. It was um, strawberry and blueberry like mash. It's it tastes okay. like jelly. It was awesome. It so was, like space food. A-
0: Honestly, that's not, that, that that sounds like a smoothie to me. Like, <laughs> like, because like, that's because like, I won't lie. Whenever I make a smoothie, strawberries and blueberries are usually in there somewhere. It's like that, a banana, like some fucking cashew milk or coconut milk. I prefer coconut milk. But
1: you know what it is? All those other ingredients add um, maturity. So <laughs> me, I was just eating, it was like someone like. Mashed strawberries and blueberries. <laughs> and, like here, you child. Um, hey, if, if it's yeah, good, that that's was, all that matters.
0: If it's good, that's all that matters. It.
1: I would totally do it again, and I'm proud to talk about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when um, oh man, I'm trying to um, um my sister was uh, my sister was vegan for a while. Shout out to Joe if you're listening. Um, v um um yeah. So uh, early on. They would get a. They would get the little like juice box things that had the baby food in it, and it would be mm-hmm. like ginger and carrot or like apple and whatever. So like, th- like, like you know, like there are definitely adults out there who eat baby, f- and, and it's cool, you know, like it's 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 perfectly fine. Like I
1: don't do anything wrong with it? Yeah, Babies like money. they sell it in the store. A baby's not going to yeah. buy it. An adult has <laughs> to buy. it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's like, like I have a Baby's R Us near, uh, near me. Like I live in Jersey. So like, so like on, on like the highway, there's like a, for some reason, like there was a Toys R Us right next to it. That's been gone. But babies R us is still there. And every time I think about it, I just think like, like, I wonder if like an infant has ever tried to go in and buy something off of like babies RS. us. I don't know. Like not even, not, not, not even like a baby. Cause like, that's a little too unrealistic, but like, but like a five-year-old
1: butler yeah like
0: a like a five-year-old walks in with like 35 cent they found in the fucking like couch like i really want this gerber's like (laughs) give me the
1: usual (laughs) (laughs) give me the usual the fuck out of here (laughs) Now, now, now i'm thinking now i'm thinking of like this whole like subculture of like children like and where do they shop at like like you and your boys hit up the Oshkosh Bagosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <like> going hard, doing <laughs> doing like, <laughs> like dress-up montages, looking fly as shit. Right, oh that's a show. Rugrats missed out. Honestly, it. yeah, like. Yeah
0: like the new Rugrats could have gone crazy if they had them just go on a shopping spree at like KB Toys or some shit. Shout <laughs> out, shout out, shout out to, shout out to KB Toys. <laughs> oh, KB Toys. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Some people listening. might be a little too young for that, but shout out to KB
1: Toys. <laughs> yeah, some people listening might be too young for Toys R Us. Maybe honestly,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> that's so crazy to think about.
1: That's so crazy
0: to think about, but like, you know, like, yeah, like toy stores are like, you know like most people just go to target and like get the lego set
1: i mean i mean most kids don't even play with toys you know like they they have their tablets and shit and their phones like that's which really makes me sad
0: yeah it makes me sad too but i've seen enough kids like play with toys and like ask for toys to know that there's there's like it's still there but like you know like you could really say that about any like like tablets kind of just took over everything you know it was like a like like we weren't alive for this but like when uh like when fucking atari came out with the atari 2600 and you just right, see right. like the fucking like the joystick on like the coffee table people were like see the kids are too into their joysticks now like <laughs> we go from the joysticks to the vhs tapes to the fucking uh the so dvds <laughs> to like goddamn like starting out with like and then i don't even know just like the whole lineage and now we're just at like tablets and then we're gonna have like phones and tablets in our wrists in like 20 years i'm kind of looking I, forward to that honestly
1: I, oh me too oh my god i can't wait because you know what it is you can't like hide that screen so you gonna see a nigga on the train like watching an anime and shit oh, like, oh hell yeah
0: it's gonna be hentai. Fuck anime. It's gonna be hentai <laughs> type it shit. Is like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <Yeah, it's> <laughs> 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 like you, you, you can't hide the screen. So all you could do is hide your face. Just like you gotta like bundle up and like just like so your eyes are visible. Just like.
1: There you go. <laughs> Blue nigga blew all his stacks on the wrist hologram, but he didn't right. buy the phone. So you just full blast and anti- <laughs> <laughs> fucking
0: fucking 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 bust down AP flowing through your veins like fucking diamonds clogging your arteries.
1: <laughs> no, this dystopian future. Sign me up i want it i need it
0: <laughs> yeah if, yeah if i'm a die i'm a die fancy nigga come that's find it. me like <laughs> that's
1: all it is, all it is.
0: <laughs> god damn we're already going son this is great but i just realized i forgot to or i didn't just realize i forgot to do the drop so i'm gonna do
1: my drop. <laughs> run it, run it run it run it run it run it
0: <laughs> oh shit what's cracking everybody welcome welcome back to real notes um Time isn't a thing that exists anymore. So I don't know. Like, I know when this is going to air, but I've, I'm not doing the numbers. I think it sounds stupid when I try to keep track of them. But I'm Dylan CinemaSci. Um, I do a lot. I say a lot. Um, I think about a lot of things and a lot of them are stupid. But, you know, we're here. Um, I'm, 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 I'm I'm chilling with somebody who thinks about as much stupid shit as I do. Um, I've, um, I've been fucking with this guy for oh, what's it been like a couple of years now, like maybe like a year or two, something and like I, that.
1: I want to say, I want to say, cause I've been low key, high key stalking you because of uh, your time at, at, no, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Cause you <laughs> you were one of the dudes at DJ booth that I was just like, damn, that was a fire article. I've got to see what this dude's on. So, so I was, I was probably more aware of you longer than you were of me but like officially i want to say like past few years
0: wow well thank you <laughs> that's that's wild to hear but you know like you know like this guy is this guy is everywhere man he's a rapper i think he also produces i'm pretty sure you produce too right yeah i thought so You're a rapper producer he's a fucking media personality doing shit over at buzzfeed all the time just put out a great new album called the spirit which i is that how you pronounce it did i do Le it right
1: L'Esprit. Uh, people think there's like an extra eye, but it's it's just L'Esprit. Ah,
0: L'Esprit. Okay. Yeah. It's just trick of the trick of the eye, whatever. So we got Toby. We got Toby in the house. This is going to be fun already. Thank you so much for coming
1: on, bro. Like, thank you for even being interested. I really appreciate you. No one thousand percent one thousand percent thanks for having me I'm'm I'm, I've been laughing since I got here so
0: <laughs> nah, man it, it, we're, we're, we're gonna try to keep this as fun as possible that, that's, 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 that's really all we're about right now so let me ask you the first thing I ask everybody who comes on here what was the last movie or TV show you watched that you had a strong opinion about
1: ooh the last movie or TV show that I watched um it's allowed to be like foreign right Yeah whatever okay. Baki on Netflix.
0: Oh, how, um, I haven't seen it yet. How is it?
1: It's ridiculous. Oh my God. That is one of the funniest animes I've ever seen. And it's not a comedy. Like it's supposed <laughs> to be taken seriously. Um, no, but, uh, cause they, so what they did, Netflix adapted like this one arc of the Baki like manga run which is started in the the 80s but now they they're getting into the the sequel to that arc so the name of the show changed now it's like Baki Hanma son of the ogre yeah. man niggas going to know I'm a nerd after this hell yeah <laughs> um and and basically where it picks up uh the main character is just this 18 year old kid uh who really wants to fight his dad which i personally resonate with like me and my pops are cool but he's like a man's man and I've always wanted to like scrap with my dad and we're just cool because? just because no you know what it was it was hot rod hot rod was just like damn I want to fight my dad I, w- I want to see if I got it I don't but um anyway back to <laughs> It's it, that it's the story of you know a like-minded nigga who wants to beat his dad up so uh this this season he he kidnapped First episode, he kidnaps the president and gets sent to the worst jail on earth so he could train to fight his dad. And if that's not if that's not a ad, I don't know what is. I mean, honestly, that sounds great.
0: That like it's really just like one punch, man. But the villain is your dad. Okay.
1: pretty much, pretty much. I'm fine with that. (laughs) It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I would if you ever if it's ever come up on your recommended press play, you won't regret it. All right.
0: Now I'm gonna have to go find it because the last the uh, the last Netflix anime I was watching was um I'm running through Psyche K right now. The Life and Times of Psyche K. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it.
1: Yeah, it's so funny.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's not wholesome, but it's just like really like cute, dumb, like high school humor. And it's um for anybody listening who's never watched it. um It's about a, it's about a high school kid with pink hair and these two antennae in his head and he has like the most crazy psychic powers imaginable he's like he like he's basically a god like he like he can he can read people's minds he can teleport he can maybe fly and like he and like he can just like will the world to change like there's one episode where he like he mentions like like i think he i think he like oh, oh he's also got like super strength and he can like give people powers for some reason so like (laughs) once so like he'll like give people powers like he'll make people be able to like jump really high and then if somebody like suspects that he might have powers he'll just like will it into existence that every human has like just enough strength to be able to like jump a building and it's just like oh that's canon He's, he's like literally changing the canon as he goes along it's just so it's just like this guy who's like completely apathetic because he's like a god It's basically one punch man, but he's like a psychic superhero instead of just like being like the, like the most brolic dude on the planet, you know? Like it's, it's just, and he's in high school and it's fun and it's cute and I like it. My homegirl Kelly put
1: me onto that. Shout out to Kelly. I think one of the funnest aspects of that show is how quick the humor is. Cause it is like traditionally a comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mile a minute. And, and a lot of it, like the translation sort of gets lost. So if you missed it, there's going to be a joke right after it that you do get. And they just like prioritize like that rapid fire humor.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And like all the characters get introduced like so quickly. And it's just like you, like it's one like I don't want to say you have to like pay fully attention. Well, I mean, I guess it would help to fully pay attention while watching the shit. But like it's just it's so fast paced that like, like you said, like, if you miss one thing, you're going to catch another thing a couple seconds later. It's, it's, that's a great way to put it. I didn't think about it like that, but it's just like, yeah. Like, and, and, and like all the episodes are, I think like 10 minutes each. So, you, so like you could run through like six in an hour or not, or yeah, yeah, yeah. About six. Yeah. Cause there's that's 60 minutes idea. in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but nah, I'm fucking with it. I'm just fucking with like the whole Netflix anime palette before we move on. Now I got to ask how, a, have you seen the Cowboy Bebop
1: trailer? B, how do you feel about it? The live action joint. Ooh, okay. So Cowboy Bebop is very close to my heart. Um, Same. I saw some of the featurettes, you know, and like the the theme song. Um, it's going to be its own thing, which I think makes me happy, you know? Like they're not going to try and remake Cowboy Bebop. I think they're going to try and recontextualize Cowboy Bebop. Which uh, is a better idea than what they've been doing with a lot of the live-action anime adaptations. Like personally, I feel like they butchered the Full Metal Alchemist one. It was uh, awful. Oh, oh god, so bad. And and there's only been like two or three actually good live-action anime uh, adaptations, um, which I won't name because I don't want people to flame me. But <laughs> I'll, I'll keep them close to my chest uh yeah I mean it's gonna be what it's gonna be I might not watch it personally I don't know because because my favorite like anime art style is that like early 2000s 90s nostalgic like I love 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 like the color palette of that of those shows like mm-hmm. early Gundam Wing Cowboy Bebop um even like Fullmetal Alchemist the original run which was 2003 but I let it slide like it still had like reminiscent of of that art style so like i don't know i think watching the live action i'm just gonna feel dissatisfied
0: yeah i get it um i you know like you said i really appreciate the fact that they're kind of taking it in its own direction because that's like like if like if you're gonna adapt something that's so iconic it means so much to so many people and it's like honestly really foundational to a lot of western audiences relationship with anime like i know so many people who like cowboy bebop was their first anime ever like and and, and, like it's one of mine like maybe not the very first but it's like one of the first that i was like wow this is crazy so like so like i get that but i'm also like i watched the trailer they um they put out this like it's called like the lost sessions a couple days ago and like the whole thing it's it's like way goofier and like campier and wackier than the whole show the original show was in general like like the, um, they're playing around with comic panels and like they're throwing the barriers at each other so like the screen's always changing and
1: oh like, yeah I saw that yeah I saw that
0: right like oh, oh okay yeah so like so like I thought like I thought that was a lot of fun and it seems to me like it also might not be the whole show they're being weird about like they're doing the Marvel thing where they're playing everything extremely close to the chest. So like nobody really knows what it's going to be about until we get a final trailer or maybe until they drop. Cause I think by the time this episode comes out, uh, yeah, it'll have been out for a couple weeks, but like, just know that from the past, Toby and I are really interested to see how this turns out. <laughs> like, I'm I'm, or or, or maybe 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 I'm more interested than he is, but
1: (laughs) I'm going to watch from a distance. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, snipers view this one and then I'll engage if it gets like hype. That's valid bandwagon like that.
0: (laughs) That's valid, honestly. Yeah, I was talking to a bunch of homies about it a couple of days ago and they all kind of people are people are skeptical. But there's also people who are pretty excited. I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just easy to please. I don't know. But (laughs) either way, like it's it's just like. It's going to be cool. I'm going to watch it at some point. And I'm or if not, I'll just go listen to the soundtrack again and just go watch the show because I got the Blu-rays.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah. It's also on Hulu. So it
0: is on Hulu. And and I think it's coming to Netflix, too, because oh, because why water. would yeah, why wouldn't it be coming to Netflix? Because they're, you know, Netflix, Netflix rules the fucking world. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like what? um So like, let's take it all the way back to the beginning with you. Like, what was the what's the first movie experience? you can remember having like it could be at the theater your cousin's house it could be at like the best buy wandering around and stumbling on a tv like what's the first one that comes to mind
1: i have like i have like weird like flashes of memories of me at the movies um i remember seeing toy story in theaters i don't know why like like i just have like a memory of me being in a theater chair really, really young and Toy Story was playing. I also remember that for Lion King as well. It was like a theater experience with Lion King and Toy Story. Um, And I think like my thoughts at the time weren't like fully formed, you know? Like I didn't have like an opinion of what I was seeing. But like as I got older, I I can tell you films that kind of changed me and like made me appreciate movies a lot more that was um, going to be my next question, so yeah, please go for it. I'll roll right into it. Um, I was, <laughs> I was at my cousin's house, and this was back in the day. Uh, we we were just bored. I think we were home alone, and he had Napoleon Dynamite for some reason. Oh wow! I'm, I've never seen this movie. I was, I was, I was pretty young. I w- I would say I was pretty young, and we popped it in my cousin is having the worst time <laughs> watching napoleon dynamite <laughs> with me and i'm sitting there like because i'd never seen filmmaking like that filmmaking so like almost like disrespectful to form and like story structure and like yeah meaning <laughs> it was like it was it was the most like existential movie i've ever seen like nothing mattered nothing that happens in napoleon dynamite matters there's no not really (laughs) no not not seriously like like the stakes were if they weren't low they were weird you know it was just like yeah so random and everything about it was so off the page like it didn't feel like a movie to me it felt like i was just like Like Napoleon, that's the first time I felt like the character was actually real. It's like, there's no way someone's writing this for me to enjoy. I don't think they care if I enjoy it. This is, I'm just watching Napoleon struggle through high school. Um, But yeah, for whatever reason, that movie super impacted me. Um, And I was just kind of obsessed. And I started like looking for like, it also like informed my sense of humor too. Like I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh man, like I love the left field. I love the, the 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 weird uncomfortable awkward silence um, <laughs> when the kid kicks the tots in his <laughs> yeah, this just explode <laughs> like. Give
0: like, <laughs> like, me why? some of your
1: tots. <laughs> <laughs> why did that happen? Like I thought of it. Like that sucks. He has to walk around <laughs> with mashed potatoes <laughs> in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bro, bro, yeah that that movie that movie was that movie was pivotal. And then I've also seen Hot <sighs> Rod like a million times as we were talking about. <laughs> that's
0: hilarious but before we get to hot rod i'm thinking because i haven't seen napoleon dynamite since it first came out but i remember also being kind of obsessed with it at the time i've been meaning to go back and watch it and see if it fucking holds up but when i like i'm thinking about like specific scenes from it now and like that a it was kind of like a cultural phenomenon in a way that like you can't really explain it's really one of those you had to be there type of shit So like it's so weak like like, like the dance, like the dance scene at the end at the, at the fucking assembly when they're playing. That was also the first time I heard Jamiroquai. Like I heard Canned Heat and that like, I, feel, I feel like that was a lot of people's introduction to Jamiroquai and that like that kind of opened up a whole new fan base for them. But like you think about the movie, like you're talking about structure. You're so right because it really it feels like it feels like five episodes of a TV. It feels like a pilot. Or, or, or like five ideas for a TV pilot smashed together. Cause you got the story of you got Napoleon at school, you got Napoleon and Pedro doing their thing with the president shit. You got uncle Rico and his shit going on. Fun. You got, uh, um, you got, you, you, you got um, their friend whose name I can't remember the girl. I feel so bad. Um, but you got whatever the, or whatever her and Napoleon have going on. Right, um, right, right. you got, you got napoleon and his brother and his fiance like wife oh,
1: kip and lafonda
0: <laughs> right lafonda yeah 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 just like you got all that like there's just like it it like it just feels like a bunch of non sequiturs just like smushed together into one thing that just so happens to involve all the same people and i and like and and like you're saying that like i'm thinking about it now and that might have been my first exposure to that type of storytelling too Like, and, 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 you know, like, regardless of how the movie holds up, cause it's been like almost Jesus, like almost 20 years. Like, so so, um that definitely played a role in like me appreciating that type of humor too. Cause like, cause like I've been watching, um, like I've been watching, I think you should leave. And like,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. I love that show.
0: Tim Robinson is he's Tim Robinson is a fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: god.
0: <laughs> the, whole, the whole second season is nuts. Like, um, um, because I was a big fan of the first season. I tried to show my girlfriend, um, and they were um um are my partner and they weren't they, they were like eh, this is whatever. And then we watched the second season and they were like like complete. 180 shift like we both ran through the whole season in like a day because you know you could do that and like and then we found um him and um sam's um I, why am i forgetting his name um uh the two of them created detroiters so we ran through all the detroiters on paramount plus and that show's great too and like they both have the same type of humor i got it
1: and... because I, I like that actor um i'm blanking on his name too but it's definitely sam something Let Sam. Let Nah,
0: I got to look it up. I'm not doing Sam Richardson. Yeah, I don't want to do him dirty. Shout out to Sam Richardson. He's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, nah, Napoleon Dynamite like 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 I said, I de- like 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 I've been meaning to run it back and see if it holds up, but like super- like really weird like foundational like iconic movie. It's so strange to think about like that was like a huge thing. Like the dance was a big deal, like the song was a big deal, like the character was like and then um, what's his name? What's the actor's name who played him? John Heater, I think, right? It's John Heater. It's John. Yeah, and, th- and then he made like two romantic comedies, and then like was, and then like it was revealed that he was a-, a conservative Christian or something, and then he just fell off the face of the earth. Haven't heard from him in a decade. No idea what he's doing. It happens, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it does happen. But <laughs> Hot Rod, Hot Rod is a movie that I like, but I didn't really spend a lot of time with. Like I, I watched it once and was like, this is cool. And then left it behind. So, like, what about what? What about Hot Rod? What What did it for you with fucking Mister Andy Sandberg
1: I'll tell you. I'll t- Well, uh, one, I'm Andy Sandberg's number one fan. Uh, I t- funny enough, I I got to be an extra on his set for Bash Brothers. That was on oh, my- that's fun.
0: That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: in the scene in the um like parking lot where they're like where he like comes out. I have a funny ass story. Okay, sorry. Tell me. no tell me i'm just put this out into the ether when we were shooting that scene in the parking lot um i'm not gonna throw my friend under the bus because i was not hired to be there i was just asked to show up as a friend um but (laughs) when we were shooting that scene in the parking lot he had his uh costume change where he comes out and he's like in a flowing robe and it's like what is the world blah 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 um before the cameras started rolling, they had all of us, like, extend our hands out to him for, like, that, like, motif for that, like, tableau. And I said, I didn't think he'd hear me, but I said, damn, this nigga looked like Jesus. <laughs> and, <he stopped> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> and they had to, like, wait to, to shoot the scene so he could stop laughing. And I felt bad because I, like, held up production. But um, I, I held, I hold that moment close to my heart because I could never thought in a million years I would make Andy Samberg laugh. Um, but yeah, biggest Andy Samberg fam, Hot Rod was just like, it, it had some of that Napoleon Dynamite uh, quirky randomness, but but it also had like a lot of like heart. Um, and like, it was just like, I watched it with my good, good friends. Like my best friend, uh, actually, one of the producers um, for the album, One of, like he's on like four tracks. He's been my best friend for over 10 years. That was a movie. Yeah, yeah. We, I, like the ties, the bonds that we just made over Hot Rod. It, it was down to the, like, we could quote it. We watched it so many times. Um, and And it was just like really like heartwarming, but like super, super funny. I love comedy. I love making people laugh. I love humor. And and just like this like story of like, I mean, you know, call a spade a spade, a loser. Like he, like he says he wants to do something and be somebody. And he's just like, not that. Like, he's just like kind of failing like upwards though. But like, he has so much heart and so much drive and so much determination and so much like, um like you can't tell him no, that he actually ends up, kind of doing it he still kind of fails but like he gets the he gets what he wanted which is like the status of a stuntman he has a whole crowd of people watching him perform this stunt he has people he's got the get up the threads the bike like it's a it's a it's a cool um come up story that's not super like you know clean cut and polished like it doesn't end with right. him all like, oh, right and he like performs at Coachella or whatever. Like it's just like it's like a hometown like hero thing. I don't know. I really resonated with that as a especially as an artist because you know that's kind of how a lot of us feel like every fucking day, man. Like, is it just like, am I do am I who I think I am or am I who people are telling me I am? You know, the people who yeah. don't believe that that's gonna happen. Like, who's right here? Um, But yeah, Hot Rod Prima movie one of my few 10 out of 10s
0: yeah that's a fact like honestly, like all that stuff you said about the artists and everything like it's like yeah and i like the movie is a lot of fun too and i'm also like i'm not a i'm not the hugest andy sandberg fan but i like him when he's great like i, I like like have you seen a uh, pop star never stop never stopping
1: yeah yeah uh,
0: <laughs> that like 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 i think i feel about pop star the way you feel about hot rod like not 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 in the sense that i could like quote the whole movie but like that really just like it just hit me like just like the way that he managed to like the way that he managed to like poke so much fun at Justin Bieber but also oh. like kind of get to the heart of the whole the whole like de- like developmentally arrested fucking like early pop star kid thing I, I it's it just it just worked you know like and like Andy Sandberg is so good at like bridging that gap between these like between these like white developmentally arrested dudes who like fail upward because like that's basically what pop star is too it, it, it's it's just, it's just in a different context um and it's, and, and it's a lot bigger and they and, and and you know like you know but for anybody listening like it's done up like a mock it's done up like a documentary like um like uh the like the Justin Bieber Believer documentary like it's it's it yeah yeah like it's shot like a documentary kind of like office style but also a little more glitzy and glamour. It's it's just it's just so much fun. And I feel like nobody talks about it as much as they should. Like it didn't make a lot of money when it came out and it didn't like splash the way they expected it to, but it's like a good ass like, movie.
1: Like I think it scrubbed, Dylan. Like honestly, I'm so glad you said pop star because I wholeheartedly believe that someone from either Justin's team or 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 any of the people like involved in the movie, maybe they didn't know what was going on scrubbed it because it, it's super hard to find and it had like a week in theaters like, yeah. it, like and it went and you wouldn't have known if you weren't like kind of up on the the andy samberg cinematic universe if you can call it that right because it, it went away it went away i i talk about pop star and people have no idea what what i'm what i'm saying because like it got pulled or something like it's right. hard to find
0: and it's on no, it's on no streaming service. You have to buy it. Like you have to buy it on like whatever thing you buy movies on. Like it's the, like the last time I remember a movie coming and going from theaters so fast was when Undercover Brother came out and that shit was in theaters for like six days and then left. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, and then I watched it years later, me and my sister watched it on Stars. And I was like, this is the funniest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, what the fuck?
1: Like, <laughs> you know? I, I thought that was weird as hell. I thought that was really weird. Especially because, like, the success that Hot Ride had. Like, people, like, I mean, I'm not the only one. A lot of people oh, really know. Hot Ride. So, so I would imagine. Plus, they had, like, Nas in it, DJ Khaled. Like, that was expensive. I feel like they would have wanted to make their money back. I don't know. I don't know what happened that's there. Fa- that's a fact. I have no idea but
0: like honest like but nah like if beavers team is listening we see you you did something <laughs> you 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 know what you did we we like know half of what you did but you know what you did you know yeah. what you
1: did yeah like, no nope. so i'll add to that if beavers team is watching ah uh, i'm available for collaborations and features a <laughs> um, <laughs> songwrite as well so if you're watching <laughs> you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta sub you in for Daniel Caesar, bro. We gotta make that happen.
1: (laughs) Man, He's got, he's got a vice grip on the community.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. Shout out to, shout out to him prospering
1: somehow. Somehow. (laughs) Can I, can I say something a little controversial? Yeah. Tell me. How many times have we seen like a white celebrity say some goofy shit and still cook like are we not allowed a daniel caesar are we not allowed like one dude who's just like really 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 misinformed but like gets to land on his feet like like i don't know
0: yeah i I mean
1: I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm 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 totally open to being wrong. I think what he said was super offensive, and I think what he said was was awful. Um, but I also don't think he killed anybody. Is my thing. So it's like <laughs> he's gonna keep making money whether we want him to or not. So yeah, why we, I, I was know.
0: gonna I was gonna say the one person who was doing that for years was R. Kelly, and he's oh, on. No, he yeah he yeah yeah he's on he's on suicide watch in jail now where he should be forever <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like...
1: he, he, you know what it, it should have never been r kelly yeah ever ever ever, never, ever ever why ever. did we give it to him he was hurting people like actively. yeah yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> nah
0: but yeah it's it's like you know like i don't really think about daniel caesar very much like it's it's like you know like i'm not like actively offended whenever anybody brings him up it's just always i just always think like yeah he said that stupid shit that one time and yeah. i was uh, i'm gonna say something that might it is i'm gonna say something that also might be controversial I was never really a fan of his music like he's fine i think his stuff is cool but like freudian came out and i was like okay you know like people were like people are head over heels in love with that album and i'm like it's it's cool
1: i thought the like, second one was tighter
0: i don't even uh, i don't remember the second one like he's like, like he's someone that never really like impacted me the way he impacted everyone like that's fair like i i don't know like it, it, it isn't even to say that he's bad i just it wasn't
1: you know, your cup of tea no i totally I, get that. Yeah. i totally get that you know. um I mean, was he, I can't even name him as an inspiration for myself. I do have my favorite songs of his. Um, best part is Lovely, you know? Like, I get it, like, I get it. Um, Japanese Denim, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of. Uh, but, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, this is going to sound fucked up, and I hope he never hears this, because this, this means I don't I don't miss it, you know? Like, I'm not like, damn. It's that new Daniel Caesar. Like I'm not like beating myself up over it. Right. No. <laughs> so there's but, that.
0: you know, he's got millions of dollars and tons of fans and people fine. are st- and people are still getting engaged at his shows. Like yeah. that's like a thing that like you remember that like that was a thing that happened. Like he would play best part and people would propose in the middle of a mosh pit. Yeah. Like, imagine proposing to somebody in the middle of a mosh pit. That's crazy. I mean, I, I, that sounds pretty fucking hard. I'm not going to lie.
1: But, hey, like... <laughs> I feel like whoever I do that with would just be mad at me. It's like, you couldn't have yeah. picked anywhere else.
0: <laughs> Will you marry me? So Flying elbow to the face. Like, <laughs> nah. And you're on
1: the jumbo trice. <laughs>
0: yeah. You just, yo, before we move on, real quick... <laughs> <laughs> my partner and I went to a fucking haunted house uh, last weekend and we were coming out and sitting on the thing to go onto the, uh, onto the hayride that they usually have at these. So like we're watching people come out of the place we were just at. And uh, there's this couple and they get chased by the dude with the chainsaw chases you out. And my man fucking elbowed his fucking girlfriend in the face when he came out, he went, whoop. <laughs> I, <laughs> it, it wasn't like extra hard, but it was like enough for me to be like, he just elbowed her in the, like, I started, I started dying. Like, like, <laughs> like, 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 I, like, I got to bury my face in Desiree's shoulder. Like, fuck. Like, it was the, that, that's the, that's, that's the funniest thing I've seen maybe all year. Like top three funniest moments of the year. Like, holy shit.
1: Together? What? You think they're still together?
0: Um, probably. <laughs> I don't know i mean like that's, that's like, i mean if you are that's real love like if, if, if you're together that's like n- nothing's gonna tear you apart like nothing will tear you apart.
1: we could we could loop this back into the into a movie did you ever see that will ferrell flick i actually talked about it on the uh cabbages podcast shout, shout out, out to, to gary gary we love you baby. <laughs> um the, it, i forget the name but it's will ferrell and uh jld Julie louis dreyfus um and and they're basically like recreating that one uh news story about how this dad left his whole family in the middle of an avalanche at a ski resort like it was like a video oh it's
0: it's 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 a drama and it came out like last year I didn't see it but because it's a remake of a movie from I think like Sweden or some shit I never saw it but yeah yeah yeah
1: if it's a remake of a movie i was horribly misinformed because i thought that shit was real but um that movie explores because it's less about that moment like that's not even like the climax or anything that happens like in the first like five minutes that movie explores the after and if that guy had to deal with anything will ferrell had to deal with man (laughs) <laughs> oh also the movie is called Downhill by the way
0: I heard it was really good never got to catch it but yeah nah yeah I know exactly what you mean
1: it's good it's 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 um it explores a lot about like just like who you are in 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 a relationship really and then like what you value and like um especially as like time goes on because they're like an old like they're an older married couple They've got kids and whatnot but like that happens and it kind of shakes the foundation a bit and they're just like what does this mean like do we love each other like like it like it was it an instinct was it like uh this and the third um but no I enjoyed it I I thought it was I thought it was pretty nuanced
0: yeah I want to check it 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 it, it
1: looks like something I'd
0: appreciate like that like middle ground drama and comedy is always fun hard to hard to maintain that balance but like fun to watch if it's if it's if it's done good and that sounds like it's good
1: yeah, it was um, it was.
0: Great.
1: I'd say um sorry, just cuz I want to talk No, about no, no, no. If it's cool. It. Um it is maybe like a softer version of Adam Sandler's uh plot in Men, Women and Children by Jason Reitman. Okay. Have you seen that one? Cuz I have actually. Yeah. I love that movie so much. I love that movie so so much. That's like a heartstrings movie for me. Aww. Um, no, it really is. And like the Bibio soundtrack, like that movie, that movie was, was, was impact the essence of impact just cause like <laughs> the way they like, I don't know, like microscoped into these different, it felt kind of like Ken Parkian a bit. Yeah, definitely a little Ken Parkian. Obviously, not as Ken Park as Ken Park, no, but like nothing, it's just nothing is as Ken Park as Ken Park. That movie ruined me. I I don't know if I could see it again. I saw that movie once with like my homies in like a hotel, and I was like, "Hey man, you don't get to pick the movies anymore." Yeah, nah, that's like yeah, you you you, you yeah, that's, that's a one and done. Like every
0: every Larry Clark movie except for maybe Kids, but even Kids, honestly, like.
1: You I can, can watch those kids. once. I can stomach kids. I can rewatch kids. I can't rewatch Ken Park.
0: Yeah, not Ken Park. Not Bully. Not uh, Larry Clark only made a handful of movies, and then Harmony Korine kind of took the reins yeah, and made it. Yeah, but um, <coughs> excuse me, but yeah, um, men, women, and children—very wild movie. I get it. I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> So uh, real quick, let's hop over. Let's hop over to music like, you know, like so it's like, oh, yeah. so like you kind of like you kind of built this. You kind of built a palette for film as you were growing up. But like, when did you first fall in love with music?
1: Oh, man. I mean, the love was always there, even if it was latent. Um, my grandmas used to sing all the time in the house, just like as babies, like as I was baby. Um, and I took piano lessons as a as a kid i hated it uh you know i just didn't like playing piano uh i didn't choose it either then as i grew up i never i never saw myself as a vocalist i i especially not a singer yeah you know? like if i could go back 10 years to like no 10 years i'd be 18 and i'd already be rapping if i could go back like 20 years 15 years something like that and be like hey you're going to be a singer I, I wouldn't believe it um but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, w- it really kicked into high gear high school. That's when I made the conscious decision because I, I had a crush on this girl um, in, back in middle school. And I was like, I, I used to learn uh, Metro Station songs on the piano. <laughs> no, dude, it, it's, it's bad. I, I used to learn yeah. Metro station songs on the piano and I would call her because that's the only way you could talk to people back then, you didn't have like IMs or whatever. And I would call her and I would play the song on piano for her. No, you didn't. <laughs> dude, I was, I was Draken before Drake was Drake, man. Oh, man. I was, I was, I was a card carrying member of the lover boy society
0: oh man you were it, it was toby's room so forget was. marvin's room we were in toby's room no
1: it was, it was done 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 and it was one of those and what's worse is it was one of those unrequited crushes so she'd be like okay cool and then oh, <laughs> yeah i feel it those, those are those are the worst <laughs> yeah, yeah, no it was development i needed i needed yeah
0: yeah yeah of course
1: um nah. but but yeah i was doing you know shit like that as a as a youth as a youth dem and then in high school um my friend wanted to start a band so he told me to buy a drum set i bought a drum set he ended up making a band with other people so i was just there ass out with my drum set Damn. i made, i you know i made my own band we played for a bit we broke up um and then i just started rapping like like I think the first thing I did was like write a diss song to some kid at a different school. And we went back and forth. And that's when I discovered like, Oh, like the piano and the drums and like my appreciation for like the English language and like literature and poetry and whatnot. Like, yeah, this makes sense. This music rhythm and rhyme. I, I should just be a rapper. I'll be a rapper. And then I never looked back.
0: Beautiful. Had you been, had you been listening to rap before you officially started to do it yourself or was it a thing that just kind of like happened and you came across it?
1: I had like a four month crash course in hip hop before I picked up the pen mm. um, because, and, and you can hear it on the album. I was big into alt rock and indie rock. Like I was, yep. I was jamming out. My favorite band to this day is still the Killers oh Um, good choice I like the killers love the killers and I love the killers for their for their b-sides not like necessarily their their big songs are obviously like great and well written but like I love their like album filler material you know and and I listened to that till the cows came home I uh (laughs) loved indie rock loved alt rock my dad had had a really interesting sense of music um, he was playing like Tears for Fears at home. He was playing, he played Abba a lot. He really liked Abba. Wow, yeah, yeah. My
0: parents, my parents liked Abba too. Is it Abba
1: or Abba? I don't know how it's pronounced. I say Abba. Okay. You know, I say Abba, but I'm not one thousand. I'm. I say Abba until someone corrects me. Right. Okay. Um. But but yeah. I mean, it was it was just like a lot of and then obviously like Caribbean music. We played a lot of Zouk, uh, Compas. Cause we're Haitian at the crib. So right. we I was the about crib. to ask. Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of, a lot of Island rhythms. um, And also French stuff too. Edith Piaf, Jacques Brel. It was, it's just like a weird gumbo of sound. Um, So like when I found hip hop, cause I used to not like it. I was just, I had like a dumb little kid opinion about it. But when I found stuff that I really liked, I, I, Downloaded. i like mr robot like oh who's kanye west
0: <laughs> right yeah you yeah you had you, you had that pirate bay moment where you just yeah. grabbed yeah yeah that's what i did at one point i just started grabbing discographies like when i found pirate bay i just grabbed every like like i've been listening to rap since i was like eight or nine but like mm-hmm. but, but, but like when the internet happened and line wire and pirate bay were a thing i was just grabbing everything i could but like what were you gravitating towards like what really grabbed
1: you during that four-month crash course for sure. I mean, I had, I got to shout him out by name. Big Patrick. He was my, he was, he is my best friend. Um, but at the time he was also my best friend and he had, um, a really, really, you know, thank God for this like deep sense of hip hop already. When I met him, we were like freshmen. So he was just like, Oh, if you like this, you'll like this. If you like this, you like this. If you'll like this, you like this. Um, I was, I was bumping doom. MFD. Doom. Uh-huh. After- yeah, heavy MF Doom, Most Def. Uh, really, I'm wearing the I'm, I'm wearing the Doom shirt right now. Let's go. I have I have Doctor yeah. Doom coffee in my kitchen.
0: Ah, it's crazy.
1: How, yeah, R.I.P. to a great. I got a bro. That shit crushed me. Yeah, that me shit crushed
0: too. Me. My favorite rapper ever. So sad.
1: So like he made the nigga you're talking to right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, MF Doom, Most Def, uh, Black Delicious. Uh, shout out gift to Gab. Um, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. to get the gab R- too. Like, RIP. holy shit. I know, dude. We we're getting old. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this time moving forward thing. Uh-uh. Um and and I mean, basically, basic early Kanye, Jay-Z became my favorite, my favorite rapper, just as he tends to do. Um right. and and then I would mix that with like stuff that was kind of coming out at the time. I was listening to. <sighs> mac miller r.i.p uh-huh wow man it's exasperating i i i hate that all these wonderful wonderful people are are you know losing their lives but mac miller i was i was an early tyler fan i was a teen tyler fan mm-hmm. and and i'm not i don't know if i'm supposed to be proud to admit that but i was saying you know kill people burn shit fuck, burn school. Shit fuck school yeah same I, here no nah. yeah um, no
0: nah, yeah, no, I remember exactly where I was when I first heard my um, first time I heard Tyler was on Martians versus Goblins on the games on the games album, and then um. I heard Yo- and then I heard Yonkers, and then I was like, yeah, I'm in. I've been yeah, 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 like I feel it. I've been here since like whenever whenever Goblin came out. I think that was 2011. Yeah, it was 2011 because it just yeah. turned 10 this year. See, so, yeah, I've been here since 2011, so I feel you. Like so, it's um. challenging, challenging being an early Tyler fan, but you know
1: <laughs> you know what it is we had to we had to go through that mud to come out as as clean as we are cuz we need here's the thing a lot of people don't realize like you need time as a kid to kind of be awful so that you know <laughs> it's not okay to be awful when you're older i feel like a lot of people who are like fucking up like for whatever reason they just never, they, they lack the understanding of ramifications, like, like consequence that never crosses their mind. Mm. You know, they, they've never had to sit with their thoughts. They've never had to sit with, with, with the, the effect of their causes. Um, So as an early Tyler fan doing all that shit, saying all that shit, you know, going to the shows, hitting people, uh, (laughs) i i can reflect back at, at 28 and be like hey man that wasn't cool that wasn't cool i shouldn't have done it <laughs> i yeah, should those have done were, it those yeah. were some
0: yeah those th- those early of shows were a lot like what? they they, they, cool. they like 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 i like once again talking about my sister i took my sister to go see uh tyler and them at. um in Connecticut and Wallingford at the theater at, uh, at the, um, the theater in Oakdale, I think it is. And like, at the end of the show, Tyler got into a fight with somebody and they like threw each other into the snack stand and like knocked over the nacho machine. And like, <laughs> everybody was just like, Tyler, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was crazy. Shit, it was, man. it was, was,
1: it was some real rebel youth shit, which yeah. I think, honestly I'll say this for as bad as it was, it was history. Yeah. I'm glad I looked through it I same it.
0: honestly honestly like you know like, like 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 I'll say that I had a I had a lot of problems reconciling some of the things that Tyler said in those even in those early days like yeah. I was I, I, kind of, I kind of fought back against a lot of it, but, like, I was still listening and appreciating it for what it was because, like, right. OF really has something special. And, like, look where they all are now. Like, they're not together anymore. But, like, Tyler put out an incredible album. is about to go on his second stadium tour. Like, Earl Tebe's doing his thing. He's he's one of my favorite rappers ever now. Like, Sid's got, Sid's got the internet going, and the internet's amazing. Um, Damo is still putting out putting out joints. I think Haji has something coming soon. Left brain pops up every once in a while. Like Matt Martians is once again, the internet, like, you know, like we really did witness his, like, like that was history, you know, like, 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 like kid, like people a little younger than us are going to be looking at OF the way that we looked at like bad boy and like early 2000s shit that we weren't really like old enough to appreciate, Mm -hmm. but they're going to like, like that they're going to like and appreciate that shit the way that we appreciated the slightly older than us shit that we didn't fully get like, that's, that's just how the cycle goes. And I'm, I'm, I'm also happy we got to live that history because that was a time. Like, yeah.
1: And we have, those, we have those, those badges, you know, like we can right. like, <laughs> you have that anecdote of the concert in Connecticut, you know, mm-hmm. and I have, I have however many Tyler shows I've seen, you know, yeah. from back in the day. So, yeah, I mean, definitely close to my heart. Um, I forgot what, what the question was.
0: Oh yeah, it was it was <laughs> just 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 like what else was in your like crash course for rap? Oh yeah, and then, oh, yeah. oh yeah,
1: so definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. of. Um, and I mean, I just kept listening to more indie rock as it came out. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can't believe I didn't even mention this. He's in all my other interviews, but I'm I'm a I'm a uh, <laughs> my manager's gonna hate that I said this. I'm a <laughs> self convinced Donald Glover clone. Like Donald Glover test tube baby. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) So so Bino. Um, I gravitated to Bino kind of early, which my friend Patrick he was not a big he's I don't think he even still is a big Gambino fan, but like my like north star creatively. Um, But I gravitated to him so early because he had these like uh, duo of mixtapes, EPs, where he would rap over indie songs oh yeah i remember those i'm not a rapper or i'm just a rapper uh, yeah yeah yeah. i'm just a rapper so i was like you can do this and be black like you can do this right. <laughs> um, and then obviously the community shit the Derek comedy shit i was hooked so so childish gambino uh and his sound and that's how i found tyler because he reposted yonkers on mm, his
0: okay blog yeah.
1: I frequented um uh,
0: I definitely had a Beano phase too. I came in around Sick Boy and Poindexter, oh. and, and like those are not good projects. <laughs> oh, <tonically. laughs> they're, they're, they're not like they're, like there's songs that I really love, but they're not good projects. Like he uh-huh. didn't. I don't really think he found himself as a rapper until a Call de sac Honestly, like I like the I'm I, I like that I'm just a rapper tapes, especially that first song. I forget which song it um he rapped over, but like I love that. I'll send it to you later. But um. Might uh, be
1: Oh, what you talking about?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the grizzly bear joint. But um, yeah, like he didn't really find himself as a rapper until called a sack, and even you know, even then there was you know, like between that and camp, there was uh, you know, but like I was, you know, I'm I'm also an early, I'm also an early Donald fan. Like, I think uh, re- re- really I started to be like, oh, he might could actually like do this for real around uh royalty.
1: That was yeah. when I was like, yeah, all right, like yeah. okay, he's 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 not playing, okay. Cool. that's that's i mean i always wanted him to win so like it it came as no surprise but that royalty mixtape was a moment it was a it was a pivotal moment i think for his career
0: yeah yeah we not them and uh the fucking song with the back sample yeah um, th- th- those two i was like yeah okay like this is Because, like, I really love EP, where uh, Freaks and Geeks came from, too. And, like, it kind of gave me, like, that's where I was like, wow, EP was dope. And then Camp has highs and very, very, very deep lows. (laughs) But, uh, you know, like, then Royalty happened, BTI happened. And I was like, yeah, he's, you know, like, BTI is one of my favorite albums of all time. I I have a very deep personal connection to that album
1: for a lot of reasons. But, like, yeah.
0: but yeah, I get it. Like I get it. I was I was early to that. And you know, like that uh, like that's a theme with Tyler and with and with Bino, like growing pains. You kind of just like you, 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 you have like you just put some things to the side and just try really hard to acknowledge and to like take in the good, and then you know, they flower and now we're here and it's like, well, you know, we paid our dues. We we have those badges, we got those stripes, we paid our dues and we're here type shit
1: like <laughs> i definitely i definitely appreciate the model though because because it it, def, it taught me as an artist uh putting out my early stuff to actually put out my early stuff like to right. release music and to like drop it however i could youtube soundcloud bandcamp like like there were avenues like i could i could make a tumblr and just like upload audio to tumblr which i did um and 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 just like it just said because I think back then even though I liked the songs I knew they weren't done or good you know like, it didn't sound good and I was like oh okay I'm, I'm working in a studio somehow by some random stroke of luck that should be good enough let me put it yeah. out let me, let me do that so it's a lot of like gumption and a lot of like like um, that drive and determination, that hot rod, like, you're not an idiot, keep doing the thing, you know? So, so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to what you were saying before, just about, like, just, like, it's, like, it's just, like, it takes courage to put stuff out like that. And, like, um, um, what you were saying about just, like, growing. And, like just like having just like having the courage to make mistakes and figure yourself out. And now you're here and you have a debut album that you're calling your debut album that you're proud of. And like, that's, you know, like that's, that takes work, you know, like not everybody is not everybody has the fortune to just be able to like spring from a well, like fully formed on some like forged from X-Men shit. Like, you know, (laughs) like, like sometimes, sometimes that shit takes 10 years of work. You know, oh, you know, you, you know, you know, like look at you know, like, look at Danny Brown, like Danny Brown, like he didn't pop until he was 30. I, I I, reference that all the time now. Like he had projects that were really good, but like people weren't people didn't pay attention until he was. Yeah, like until he was yeah, like 30,
1: yeah. you know. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it, crazy. It, it's. uh There's no there's no there's no road. Because I yeah. talk to a lot of younger artists, and 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 they ask me like how to do it, like I like I even know. Um, but <laughs> the one thing I, I stress is there is no paved road in this music shit. Like there's no like formula. You could do one to one like Ginyu Force copy some other artist's career. Like you could do that, and it still won't work. Like there's right. no road in this shit so the only thing the only choice you really have is just do it however you're gonna do it and see what the fuck happens because yeah like speaking to danny brown like his early shit was good his early shit was really good and and it wasn't until triple x that it took off and and like you were saying he was 30 so so just throw the the whole concept of age out and throw the whole concept of like this timer this like artist deadline that people have for yourself like just throw it out like make the thing and put the thing out and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again because that's what you're it's not going to change you're going to get famous or what you're going to stop making music no the process is the same
0: right and you know you just keep getting better like hopefully like you know like you know like you know like you know, like like doing it over and over again doesn't always guarantee you're going to get better but if it makes you feel good fuck it you know like who cares
1: exactly exactly okay. i see a lot of i see a lot of uh tiktok you thought clubhouse anr's were bad oh my <laughs> god tiktok anr's are worse and i think it's because i can actually see them lying oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of TikTok ANRs who are like, "Hey, if you don't have a million followers, just drop singles. Just drop singles. All you gotta do is drop singles, and then drop singles until you drop another single. And then when you drop that single, then you can drop a single. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell are you telling these kids, man? And I, 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 I was I started commenting on some of them, but I just stopped because it's pointless. But like can you imagine you're an artist with like a story to tell and you're like, like you need a narrative, you need a concept, you need more than one song to tell this story. And some like dude who has inner scope records in his bio is telling you to go fuck yourself and just drop yeah. one, Jake their ass to like, that sucks. Like that really, really sucks. And it pisses me off because I think it kills creativity. It cre- kills imagination and a, a, um, prioritizes the wrong thing
0: yeah which is which which, which is just being visible which isn't always the best thing you need to do like not at all like it's just about working on the shit until you're done with it and then when it's done put it out you know know,
1: yeah yeah i mean sorry what were you gonna say
0: no, I was just going to say, like, you know, you don't have to be, like, extra prolific. Like, if any if anything, like, doing that is only going to water it down to the point where people don't care if it's not done right. Because there are right. plenty of people who are, like, super prolific, and they manage to do all their shit, which is great. But that's not for everybody. Like, it's really, really not, you know? Like,
1: Absolutely. It's, sometimes it's you just got to let it boil. Of course. It's statements like that that, like, make me realize that there are some people who... I mean, they're definitely not artists, but they just don't have the, any sort of sense of art because if they think we're all just like here trying to like get famous or like trying to, to, to accomplish fame and success, which maybe some are, I'm yeah. not going to knock them. Maybe some are. And that's um, all good.
0: Like fame is fun. Like, you know, go for I'm it. I'm not but... going to knock
1: it. Like, hell yeah. I want to go to Paris. Right, right. like tomorrow that'd be cool that'd be dope but like but like it just makes me realize that they don't understand the innate need to create like they don't understand the cursed muse that some of us carry with us where we don't have a choice where we wake up and we're like plagued by thought and and innovation and 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 creation like like i like it's kind of dark but like creation's kind of um poisonous to me a little bit I love it it's given me everything I I have but like when you can't say no when you wake up and you and you have like a song theme or like a bar or like a sound that won't leave you alone like and you or an idea
0: yeah I get
1: it you have no choice you have to put it it it. out and you have Mm -hmm. to put it out the way you have to put it out so, so when you're telling like, when you're telling kids who are struggling with that, maybe they're living at home, they don't have resources, maybe, maybe they have dreams, but they don't have like a means and you're just telling them like, oh, just make singles. Like, let me tell you what's going to work so you don't waste your time. Trust me. Like, yeah. it's gross. It's gross. It's gross. That's nah, my box moment.
0: <laughs> nah, I agree 100%. You know, so like as you're growing up, you obviously have this very range like, you, you have this very varied musical palette, which, you know, I can relate to. I also grew up on a lot of the same shit you're talking about. Most of it, like, you, um, you know, like, I guess just for context, like, my uh, my father, my father was, um, he was in a doo-wop group back in the day. So, uh-huh. like, and, he, and, and he's 76. So, like, his basis is very much, like, doo Motown, R&B, soul, gospel. Like, I got a lot of that from him. And, like, and, and like, and then, like, dabbles of hip-hop because he was, He was a grown man when hip hop started, but like he had his favorites and he's, you know, like he, he still listens. Like he's, he's 76 and he's still tapped in, in a pretty crazy way. Like he, he puts me on the shit. I put him on the shit. It's kind of beautiful. I love it. Shout out to my dad. I, 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 I love you dad. (laughs) And my mom, my mom, um, I also love my mom. I love you, mom. Um uh she was she also had a lot of like more a little more contemporary rap going on at the time. She was really into like L O Cool J in his um in his head sprung era and like Bree Stretch Shake and all that shit and my mom also loved like Aerosmith and Sting and like all that stuff so I was getting like the classic rock and like contemporary easy listening rock and I had a bunch of that coming from my parents and I kind of found rap on my own when I was like I found rap that I liked on my own when I was younger so I kind of went into that rabbit hole I was big into metal really big into indie rock I had a huge pop punk phase which I feel like every I feel like every suburban black kid can relate to that like we all had we all had our pop punk thing going on back in the day like mcr and fallout boy and afi and panic at the disco the list is endless
1: but I like whistle on 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 black people uh recently because i've been telling <laughs> white people that we all love paramore and it's <laughs> their minds so I, like what like you like that like yes you know, like, what you know what it is? why <laughs> paramore and it's like <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's
0: a, it's a, um, um, I'm, I'm just like Ishmael Butler said on the Shabazz Palace the song, it's a feeling, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's indescribable, but it's a feeling. Like, Haley Williams sold. just get, Hayley Williams got soul. That's all it she, is. Just, she just gets us, man. <laughs> blue really blue eyed pop punk soul. <laughs> but, um, so you know, like you're building up this palette of like music and film as you get older and become a teenager and a young adult. So, like, during this time, when was there ever a period of time where you connected rap and film together in your head in a way where you were like, huh, these two things kind of like go together, like inform each other in that way? Or, or like, it doesn't have to be rap. It could be, it could be any kind of music, but you know, this is, it could be oh, whatever, whatever I, kind of music. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think I had always done so even when I started, cause, cause I was um, theater kid. I have a degree right? in yeah, I have a, a bachelor's degree in theater performance. So sure. like Yeah, yeah. I've always been really attuned to story structure, narrative, um, you know, A plot, B plot, C plot, uh Hero of a Thousand Faces, blah, blah, blah. Um mm-hmm. so, so, so when a lot of my favorite songs, a lot of my like, you know, the shit that I gravitated to uh tended to have those thematic elements like those themes imbued in them um like a lot of like shit Illmatic like the stories Nas is telling on on those on those what's the one where he, where represent represent off of off of Illmatic he's yeah. just like a day in the life of Nas that's a movie that's a movie yeah that's, that's a, a movie fast that's a cool facts. film Um, so I, I could recognize very, very early on that, that, uh, those things were priorities for the artists writing them. Um, and in terms of my own music, I mean, it took a while to get down just because I was finding myself creatively and I was, you know, honing in on my sound. I was learning how to sing. I was like, you know, being Toby in that I'm, I was doing literally everything in the world at the same time of control um but uh where this album's concerned there's definitely a narrative there's definitely a through line there's definitely it's it's kind of tarantino-esque where it starts a little further ahead then jumps back and gives context and then plays through and then maybe skips ahead there's like an epilogue uh there's even my late grandmother narrating the album like that was like a yeah filmic you know like like decision I wanted to, I wanted to make for the album. Uh so yeah. it's 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 pretty concept. It's pretty, it's pretty uh scripted. You you were talking about BTI earlier. That's probably my favorite album in the world. Um and more so than just the music itself, but the accompanying screenplay.
0: Yeah.
1: I think, I think the choice to drop a screenplay, not even like a move, like a because he could have shot something, he could have shot a short film or something, but no, which he, dropped... he did. Yeah, he did clapping for the wrong reasons, um, which uh-huh. was awesome and pivotal. Um, yeah, I but, love that shit too. I have a funny story about that, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you after because I want to, I want to keep it focused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he. The the screenplay, I was so in love with with the story of that screenplay and how like sad it was and funny it was and 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 realized it was and and like the fact that he even decided to do it like knowing that like only a core group of people would really really appreciate something like that like that that like that choice really stuck with me so so it it kind of made me feel like okay Depending on your resources, you've got you've to keep that in mind and you've got to understand that the people who listen to you and the people who love what you're going to do are not always going to be the same, but you have to feed them both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And that's and that's really hard to do in a way that doesn't feel like super forced or corny, because I remember, you know, of of course, like we were we were there when BTI came out and the rollout was happening. And like just to like to do the little like like he made it a whole experience. There was like a whole multimedia aspect behind it with a website that had the screenplay and then the videos you could play in the middle of the different blocking of the scenes and everything. And like it was just it was like I was in college at the time. So like, it was like, I was like about to graduate and that was like, it wasn't like a head bust moment or anything like that, but it was just really cool to see someone see an idea like that through to the end. Like, even if it wasn't perfect, like, I really love the movie. I love the screenplay. I love the album. And like I wrote about that album in my college, uh, in my senior thesis. So like, it, it was just uh that, like that really connected with me too and I think that's a really great example of those two things coming together that's not really you're the I think you're the first person who I think I, oh man please forgive me if somebody else did this before me but I think you're, you're at the very least one of the first people to mention because the internet as like that filmic experience because that's what that's what it means to me too so like yeah shout out to that that's that's, that's tight
1: <laughs> your mentions are gonna blow us two <laughs> Some
0: so, so, someone's gonna yell at me and i deserve it but either way like fuck it like it, it's 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 good shit the album's almost a decade old so it's about time to start looking at it with those eyes anyway so i'm surprised you know?
1: no one shot it yet i might just do that myself shot what like the the screenplay like actually realized oh yeah
0: yeah no yeah <laughs> yeah it is weird and like because like there's like little bits and pieces that he shot for the little multimedia thing like especially like with the boy in the house and i think there's like one where he winds up just getting shot and killed at the end yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah.
0: right yeah yeah so like nobody but like nobody just like made the whole thing front to back or at least we haven't seen it maybe somebody did and it just like exists on a youtube page somewhere but
1: like (laughs) you know like like yeah
0: (laughs) right but you know like either way like fuck it like like that would be a cool thing for the 10th anniversary if somebody were to just like make the film that'd be fun I don't know awesome um so okay so you know you're getting older and you officially are like I'm gonna be a rapper I'm gonna I'm gonna really make a go of this shit and um I want to focus on the Toby season projects a little bit because you know like you know like especially especially considering the contrast between the tone and uh, v- variety of genres you go for on the sprit, Like, <laughs> um, you know, like what, uh, like when you made the Toby season projects, like what was like, what was going on in your head when you were like, I want to do this, this is what it's going to be about. And obviously it's much more rap oriented than your later stuff was. So like what inspired you to start there?
1: Sure. I, I guess mean, is the question. Oh, of course. Um, so Toby Se- the Toby season projects came together, uh, kind of when I, you know, touched road upon LA, uh, my, I'm talking <laughs> in 12 <P-talk> because <laughs> I know my friend Raquel is going to hear this and she's a <laughs> phenomenal J- Jamaican rapper and she hates when I do it. So <laughs> this is just to piss her off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when I first moved to LA, I was living with the producer uh, uh, Alex Vinter. Uh, he has many monikers. Uh, his most famous one is Savant, which does like EDM, dubstep, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but his hip hop producer moniker, Data Crash, um, was just dedicated to to making my sound and like feeding me different like things. Like, e- ever play Sonic Adventure Two Battle? Of course, yeah. You remember the Chow Garden? Uh-huh,
0: yeah. I, I, I literally just referenced the Chow Garden in conversation yesterday. Like, it
1: gets crazy. So you're going to get this. I would say like every beat that Data Crash would give me, because we'd work every day, and he was the type of person to like, act, like he made me exercise, not like physically, but like as, as, as a writer. He'd say, I'm going to start a beat your song needs to be done before my beat is. And he is crazy fast. Like the one thing about him is like, he's damn near on the developer team for FL studios because he knows how to do everything. Like it's, it's wild. It's very scary to watch. So he was, he was like making sure I was working out that way. And, and every beat he would feed me would like influence the, the chow I'd be that day, like like some like some of the more darker stuff on on volume one, difficult um, blanking shooters shit like that. Like I had to like be that character and write as that character and and like pen up, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. and then some of the more poppy stuff. He's really into pop. I was you know dipping my toe in it, and I really wanted to like explore if I had that that capability and sound. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from it is just like, Oh, sing more. Like you never thought you had a good voice. You never thought like you, you could pull it off, but just like work at it and sing more because you love to do it. And people are telling you that they like hearing it. So, so do away with that insecurity. Um, and yeah, I would, I, I guess to summarize Toby season one and Toby season Genesis uh, were just like, the gym for me, like like those were projects where you saw me working out, branching out, stretching, flexing, um, and and doing what I could to establish different elements and areas of my sound. I'll admit, maybe not all of them work, um, but I'm definitely proud of both projects because I think I wouldn't have been able to make spree if I hadn't done the Toby Seasons. And I think they're, I think they're great projects. I listen to them all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: like, I get it. Cause you know, like that, like they both definitely have that like mixtape quality to them just in terms of like you pushing your limits. And like, that really seems to be like, obviously not every mixtape is like that. Some people, some people like to treat mixtapes like albums and do all the crazy conceptual weighty, like important shit, whatever important means, you know, <laughs> but like, but like, but like, that's what that's why I gravitated to mixtapes while I was growing up, because they felt loose and they felt just like just people on a mic just wanted to have some fun and just like and just like test out their limits, the limits of the written word, the limit of beat production, like whatever the fuck, like just like just snap and go crazy type Hell shit. Yeah. And 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 like that's what those early projects feel like to me, like they feel fun, you know, like it's some of them, you know, some of the songs like you mentioned, they do get kind of dark, but like it's never not like it's never not fun. It's not like dour or like no. depressing. Not that there's anything wrong with dour or depressing music, but it's just like, they just ha- like, they feel they-, they just feel really fluid in that way.
1: Of course. And yeah, yeah.
0: I like, yeah, I like that a ton. Oh,
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the topic seasons are fun. I think the stark difference between those and um, the spree uh, would be the, the uh, reasons behind them you know uh L'Esprit was was written that was the first time I actually really felt like oh shit I have an opportunity to not only process something personal that I'm dealing with but also like impact and like put on record and state my story in a way that could really help you know like I felt I felt I felt purposed writing spree like it was it was a lot more um the stakes were higher the the not even just with it being an album and the and the recent like label signing and whatnot but like it just like felt like I need to do this for me like I need th- I need this to be okay um like in order to be okay not for it to be okay but like in order for me to be okay or feel okay or t- um, grieve and to, to mourn and to, and to, um, process. Um, but also like look at myself for the first time really. And like call myself out out on a bunch of shit. Um, like I needed to do that. Like there was, there was an implicit need there with Lispree. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, you could hear it in the material you could hear, you could hear, I, I did my best to not make it sound like desperate, but I was definitely going for like honest and vulnerable. Um, I'd never vulnerable one thing in Toby Season volume one and Toby Season Genesis, I wish I did more was was uh vulnerability. I think yeah, a lot of the songs are really fun and they're great songs. Um, I can't say I'm being the most open on them, which I think is fine. You know, I'm gonna make a million yeah. songs in my lifetime. You know. Um, but, but with L'Esprit, like, I'm, I'm straight up just being an asshole on Boyfriend, like, and that's true, yeah. like, or was true, but, like, that's, like, that's real. Like, it's honest, and it's open, and it's, and it's who I was, and it's what I did, and it's, and, um, and on Ghost, like, like, there's, like, like, I'm, like, kind of broken and, and, and just, like, really, like, I'm not performing. There's no performance on the spree, I don't think. Right. Yeah. yeah, no,
0: I no, no, I get exactly what you mean by that. And like, yeah, like honest and open are definitely things I would words I would use to describe this album. Like just like between, you know, like just like the juxtaposition between songs like Boyfriend and Too Fucking Cocky, you know, like just just like and then and then like going even broader, of course, is uh is is the combination of rap and indie rock. And even like folk music, kind of like I get I get I get some like hints of folk, especially especially near the end here. Like there's just a, like I think that's also incredibly honest because, you know, just hearing your hearing how you grew up with music like that's honest to you. Like this is stuff, you know, like this isn't just uh, this is all stuff you like and it's stuff that you've always liked. And yeah. this is and this is you really making a go of like, hey, I, I want to hey, I love rap. I love indie rock. I love folk music. I love whatever other other sounds are on here. And like I'ma do this for the first time. And I and I get what you mean when you say you did this for you, because this is you. You know, like this is this is like a distill, like all music is a distillation of the people who make it, but like this is like the purest, like this is me, you know, like this is like I imagine if. I imagine if your 14, 15 year old self heard this album and you, that you made it regardless of whether or not you sang on it, they'd be like, wow, like I did that shit. Like, it's weird that I'm doing this, but (laughs) like, that sounds like me. Like, yeah, cool. I accept that. Maybe, you know, I, I I don't, I don't want to speak for you or your younger self, but. You
1: wouldn't be wrong. You wouldn't be wrong.
0: Like I'd, yeah, yeah. Like I'd imagine young Toby would be proud to hear, to hear just how, uh, how holistic all of this sounds with all these different. Cause, like, cause, like, so many people, like, like, Trippy Red is always my favorite example of this. Like, he's someone who loves every kind of music ever. Yeah. But none of his projects hold together, some, like, like, the way, like, something like this does. Like, you can have all these sounds and be varied if you want, but it's just like, it's just, it's just like splashing multicolored paint on a wall. And, like, that's cool if that's what you're into, but like, this feels more focused. This, th- there's like an intent behind this that feels genuine. Thank to you. Type thank shit you. like that's you know like that's uh, like like and, and like especially especially I um I assume the woman speaking on the interludes is your grandmother. You said that before, right?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Right? Yeah. And, and 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 yeah and yeah I didn't realize she was no longer with us. So you know my condolences for that. But yeah, like just. You know, you know, like that, like, and like that ties everything together, and just like, it just feels like a, it feels like an honest statement of a record, especially when you compare it to Toby Season, the Toby Season projects. Like this is just like this is you, and that's dope. You know, like it's always dope to see people kind of just give themselves to the art in that way. So.
1: Yeah, I am. That's that's really really nice, Dylan. <laughs> I those words so much. I uh, I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I I think setting out the one thing I wanted to do, or the one thing I kept saying in a lot of the sessions to my engineers and stuff, because thank God bless them for trusting any of my weird ass ideas. God bless them. <laughs> but the one thing I kept saying was like. I want to see somebody else try and make this (laughs) like, honestly, (laughs) like I want to see somebody else do like a, a weird owl, you know, to the T recreation of this album, because it's, it's, I'm not saying I'm the only one who could have done it, but I kind of, to my knowledge am the only one who did a little bit, um, Way like with with all of the different ingredients and 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 very specific choices, um but I think again that just that that came from the intent. Like it, it all of my choices, all of my decisions were informed by the very strong like purpose that I had going in, and and that's why that's why I came out the way it did.
0: Right? Yeah, and you know, like that really. That really comes through. And it feels like he like like once again, hearing your story and seeing and, and, and like kind of inputting the story into into like my initial reception of the joint was like, it's really interesting that you kind of put this out at a time where rap is kind of having this relationship with pop punk and indie rock that like, 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 like the relationship has been a thing for at least, you know, 15, maybe even 20 years at this point. But like, it's like the pendulum is kind of swung back in that direction. And, you know, this, like, like we said, this is something that you've always, these are two sure. things you've always loved in this way. And is like, I guess I was just wondering, like, how does it feel to put out this album at this particular time where people are kind of, clamoring for something like this like i know it wasn't in like i'm not sure if it was intentional or not but it's just like interesting to see it's just interesting to see time line up like that so like how does it feel to have a project out at a moment like this when people are looking for stuff like this
1: well i mean i feel like the answer is going to be the same as how does it feel to have an album out period um it's, (laughs) it's, it's 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 weird i'm still getting used to it but it's dope it's it's really really cool and and uh i think the welcoming that the album's gotten has been really reassuring you know i think you're right i think if i tried to execute something like this uh maybe like a soundcloud generation ago it might not have it might not have hit it might not have worked or or if it did it would have worked much later now when I would be on some totally different shit. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's serendipitous timing. It's definitely just, you know, again, you're right. I didn't really have that in mind. I was just trying to make an album to survive, you know, the pandemic shit and losing my grandma. Um, right. But I think it, I got lucky. I got lucky that, that it came out in a time where people are a lot more open to uh, genre blending and, and variety.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's, it's been a really crazy journey just to see, to see the pendulum come back on the genre blending. Cause like, once again, like rap is no stranger to that. It's not like, it's not like it just started five years ago, but you know, like every, every generation and every cycle is different. So like, you know, like, like, especially in a world where like young Doug could put out an album, like punk and the shit is like not punk at all. (laughs) Like not even a little, (laughs) but you know, that, that, that also might be the point. I have no idea. I don't want to read too much into it. I like the album, but like, just, uh, this is just like a really interesting time for rap music right now. Just like people are feeling like, like both at the lower or not lower, but like at like, like just uh, uh, at every, every point of the spectrum of rap right now, people are feeling more willing and more open to experiment and more open to just hear different stuff from different people. And it's just cool to see, it's cool to see someone who really came up in all this stuff kind of find a place in that. And I guess like the very last question I have for you, like, like about Lespree in particular is like, you know, you know, you've been dropping tapes and singles for years, and this is a very personal statement for you, like this this, this album in particular. So like, what do you feel that Lespree says about toby the artist that all your previous projects haven't
1: i think Le spree encapsulates toby for the first time as a human being and not just a character i think it 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 was definitely a funnel for a real person's Pain and self-reflection and hope, um, and I think it ultimately designs itself to to be a sort of beacon for others who have a tendency to be really down on themselves. I think I think if anything, and I've made it super difficult putting so much of it in French But if anything, <laughs> uh I, I hope someone listens to what I'm saying, but also listens to what my grandma is saying. And and using those two um albeit conflicting, I'll call it I'll uh juxtapositional voices. Yeah. And arriving at the conclusion that damn like no matter how low, how bad it gets or how low I sink, like I have the opportunity to redeem myself. There's redemption at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel. There is, there is, there is a way I can wake up and maybe I don't love myself that day, but at the very least I won't hate it. And if I don't hate it, then there's a chance that I might love it. You know?
0: Yeah you know, that's, that's the most important thing about all of this. And I think, uh, I think that's going to happen, you know, like, 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 at this point, it has to. And, you know, there's music is music is just such a music is such a connective, like, I feel like music and film I feel like a big part of the reason why I'm even made this podcast in the first place isn't even just because of my personal relationship to these two things, but because I feel like music and film and literature to a different extent are like, they're the most like connective forces on the planet. Like it's so easy to find yourself or to find a similar emotional bearing or to find like, just some sort of connectivity in them because we we give ourselves so fully to the experience of experiencing something like that from front to back or even on shuffle you know like and i think lesprey is emblematic of what i appreciate so much about that process you know and if i'm feeling that i'm sure somebody else does too
1: here's how shit
0: like, yeah. you know, that got, that got, that got really deep for a second. <laughs> I just felt the energy shift over here. That was wild.
1: You remember um, when you about Oshkosh, the guy? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you, you know what? You know what? I just remembered. I do have one more question for you. So, um, you know, like, you know, like, I want to, um, I want to know more about your relationship and history, working with Buzzfeed and just like doing like on camera media personality stuff. So real quick.
1: Yeah, real quick, talk to me about that. Sure, sure, I'll recap it. Um, I mean, it was one of those things like I, I, I kind of landed into when I moved to LA. I found like casting calls on Facebook for videos they were shooting. Um, I think the first one I went in for was like this like text-based dating reality show game where like this girl was in a room and she was in a group chat with like me and nine other dudes. And uh, she had to like, pick who she wanted to go on a date with. I was, I got, I was like <laughs> removed near immediately because my <laughs> goofy. I remember the question I lost on. She was like, oh, would you rather have a bunch of money or the love of your life? And I was like, Shorty, why not both? And she was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's like um, next. You ever you ever watched Next on MTV? It, it was pretty much like it was pretty much like next. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did that. And then, um, one thing led to another, I got, uh, introduced, they have this yearly talent residency program. So if you're a content creator, uh, listening to this and you live in LA and you want to like be a part of the Buzzfeed team, look out for the talent residency program. That's how they vet new talent and new on-screen talent. I was fortunate enough to join that, uh, during the pandemic, um, where I was introduced to a lot of producers on their cocoa butter channel that they were launching at the same time. So I made friends there. Shout out to Drew. That's my boy. He's my Haitian brother. He beat me in that in a soup competition video and I'm looking for redemption. <laughs> I need to beat Drew at at making soup. I don't know why, but I I can't rest. Um and yeah, they're lovely people over at BuzzFeed. Uh their videos are super fun to shoot. Um and and god, everybody's super funny. So so I, I think they welcomed me with open arms. Uh, I'm in talks to do a couple more, so we'll see what happens there. And and yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. I forget sometimes that I'm on the videos because I, I haven't gotten, like, acknowledged on the street yet for, like, music stuff, but people always... Right you're the soup guy you're the <laughs> guy. you're the buzzfeed guy with the date thing yeah
0: right <laughs> um that's hilarious i love that and um yeah that soup video was crazy i know exactly which one you're talking about you, gotta, you, 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 you got it yeah bro you got you got it you got to you got to come back And you got to come back and make some sort of like you got to come back and make some sort of like really thick spicy gumbo or some shit. I yeah. don't know. Not I, my I, proudest
1: moment. Not my proudest moment at all.
0: It's okay. You know, like that's why pencils have erasers and that's why pencils <laughs> can write. I, I, I don't know. I, I it, it sounded cooler in my head, but you're going to do it. I got faith in you. You're going to, Pre- you're going to crush it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So no, I actually just thought of something else since we're talking about this, like the whole um you being recognized for the BuzzFeed stuff and not the music stuff. Like, is that, you know, like, since you had already been making music for quite some time before that happened, like, you know, like as as a creative who dabbles in multiple mediums, like, is there like, is there anything that you learned about yourself or you kind of like picked up from music that you brought to your to um, your work over at BuzzFeed? And is there anything is there anything you kind of picked up at BuzzFeed that you then brought over to music when you were making your later stuff and the album? Like, do those two things kind of interconnect at all?
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I think Zach Fox is is the perfect example of if you're a funny dude, you can make rap. That's all you need. Like yeah. if you have a sense of humor and timing, you can make good rap. Like, and 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 that goes for for acting and, and being a personality. Across the spectrum of music, it's not it's not all that different, you know. They inform each other. Um, um, talking to you now, like I, I, I'm I'm not the BuzzFeed guy. Like I, I'm not saying that's a character persona, but I'm highlighting, you know, bubblier or, or you know, more friendly aspects of my person, so that you know the video comes out good. Um, and that's what right. you got to do with music too. Sometimes you write in character. Sometimes you got to you know use emotional memory, which is an acting thing. Um, to mm-hmm. draw on something that happened that you're trying to process or like explain like the, the creativity blends more than I think a lot of people uh, realize so it I, it feels very natural as long as it feels natural um, it's gonna it's gonna come out good
0: right and you know and you know like as long you know like as long as you could uh as long as you could rap about stuff being as ugly as Ed Sheeran on an Alchemist beat. That's really all that matters at the end of the day. You did that. You, know, you like, go, you, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> sh- sh- shout out to Zach Fox. I love that album. Shut the fuck up if you're talking to me. Crazy. So good. Bane, bro. Bane. Yeah. Like, yeah, Bane is like Bane is such a good like, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> like, he's like, he's just he just has it. Like, I don't know if he's actually going to take it serious, but like, he's Holy a great example what i hope he does oh, yeah i hope he does too i hope he i want him to tour like i want him to like come to like because people will show up you know like i was i was just thinking like you know like if he were to announce a tour tomorrow the shit would sell out in like an hour like yeah. it, it'd, be, it'd be it'd be so fast but um but nah like that's what real notes is all about you know like like and i and like it's great that you brought all of that up because you know like you know like acting and doing music and like All of those things, they really do blend together so much. Like, you know, like I also grew up or or I didn't grow up in the theater, but like I was a theater kid for a little while at at a time, too. I did acting and um, all that good shit. So like I also see like that connection means a lot to me because those two things were not only such big parts of my life, but like I've seen them interact. I've seen them interact when I was a kid. I see them interact now. I see that in you. I see that in people like Zach. I really just see that in like pretty much anybody. Like, like you know, like you, you're around it enough and you just, you can start to pick it out and just like notice how things mix. It's just like, it's the, it's the whole experience thing. Like if you experience, it, like, like if you do something enough even if you don't get better, you, you, you'll at least hopefully have a better understanding of how the shit works, you know? That's and, fair. and I think, and I think that comes through in people who have that same understanding, And you know, you, you clearly got it. So.
1: You, you you've been showering me with compliments and I can't thank Amen. you enough <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man this is this is like it's 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 really no problem this, this is why you're here you know like I'm I I try I try not to bring people on that I don't like <laughs> you know so like if I, if I bring people on I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna gas them up as much as I can that's just that's just what I do you know and like Toby I can't thank you enough like this was you know like Amen. we've been we we've been talking for almost two hours and it feels like it's been 20 minutes, you know, like we just covered so much ground. And like, this was, this was a real pleasure. Like, not that I didn't expect it to be, but like, this was
1: just, this is just dope. Like, thank you, bro. For real. Thank you, man. I've, i again, like i i definitely wanted to have this first meet for a minute. I'm so glad you had me on and I'm so glad we got to put it together. Um, I had a great time, man. You're awesome to talk to you for real. Thank you. Oh, I do what I can, you know.
0: I, I, I just I just I just talk a lot. Like that's that that's that's my thing. And if anybody gets anything from that, that's you know, that's more than I could ever ask for. So thank you. Like <laughs> of, course, of course. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.